Good morning. Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. Oh, it's Corona. Coronavirus. Worse than music from Billy Ray Cyrus. You know, this thing is, uh, is hanging around a lot longer than we thought it was going to be. It was supposed to be done by a year ago. This month. <laughs> That's right. It's supposed to be done by April. Remember, by Easter, we were going to have all the churches open. Everybody's going to have great big celebrations. But it continues to linger. And so we present another Mark and Interpol coronavirus update with, with jokes. So with everybody hoarding toilet paper and Lysol wipes and flour and during the year. Ketchup. Ketchup. You'd figure grocery stores did very well in 2020. At least here in the Valley, that is true. There was a 4% increase in sales, which translates to $558 million. That, that's a lot. That was 4%, 4% of the grocery money spent in the Valley in 2020. Wow, that is something right there. So uh, a buddy of mine was told by his marriage counselor to look into his wife's eyes during sex to heighten the intimacy. Okay. But he doesn't think it worked. I don't know how, why not? Yeah, he says uh, she looked very angry watching him through the window. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> India reported more than 200,000 new COVID-19 cases for the first time, taking the country past 14 million total infections. And we talked about this before. India has a high population. 14 million infections, 200,000 cases for the first time yesterday. Man walks into his bedroom carrying his sheep. His wife is horrified. (laughs) He goes, see? See what I have to bang when you're not in the mood? And the sheep says, my God, you weren't lying. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <man>. Wow. <laughs> so, Delta, American, United, all these airlines have decided to reject the CDC's recommendation that they not sell the middle seats on planes Shocking. and leave them empty. Yeah, that's a shocker, isn't it? You know, not only the financial aspect, but if there's one thing that the airlines cannot have, it's you being comfortable. Yes, exactly. Too much, too much space on your flight. <laughs> if you don't feel like you've been sleeping on a concrete floor for nine hours when you get off a plane, they haven't done their job. Veal air. <laughs> Why do French tanks have rearview mirrors? Why do French tanks have rearview mirrors? So they can see the battlefield. <laughs> Good. And that is your Mark and Neanderthal coronavirus update with yeah. jokes. <laughs> So yesterday this happened. Bernie Madoff, the convicted mastermind of America's biggest financial fraud ever, has died at the age of 82. Uh, The money manager's clients thought they had an estimated $65 billion in their accounts, but the money and the profits he said was behind it weren't real. Bernie Madoff died yesterday. He is uh, arguably the biggest financial criminal on the face of the earth. He... uh, he he swindled Ellie Wiesel or Weisel, I forget how to pronounce his name, the the the, the Holocaust survivor and philanthropist. Yes, he swindled uh, both 
Steven Spielberg and Jeffrey Katzenberg, not idiots, but apparently made some bad investments. He swindled Kira Sedgwick and and Kevin Bacon. He swindled a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, Sandy Koufax, the baseball player. Yes, and there's that new uh, new game, Six Degrees of Separation of People Who've Been Swindled, like Kevin Bacon. <laughs> so, <laughs> that It's really a, a crazy story, and I think it's... It's so noteworthy because of those famous names. Larry King was one of the guys. Yes. He could have owned more suspenders, but this guy took like $7 million from him. So here's the thing. Um, you know, I, I mentioned Sandy Koufax because Sandy Koufax, famous baseball player who was affected by the Bernie Madoff Ponzi scheme. And for, for those who don't know what a Ponzi scheme is, it's like if I borrow 10 bucks from Mark and I promise him 100, 100% return on his investment, I have to give him 20 bucks. Well, what then I have to do is I have to get 20 bucks from Guido to give Mark and then promise Guido 40 bucks back. And it's it's basically and so on and so on and so on. Robbing Peter. Got to keep things moving. Yeah, robbing yep. Peter to pay Paul. So check this out. It's, uh, it's, it's the year 2000, all right? And Bobby Bonilla is playing for the New York Mets. And he hits four home runs and 18 runs batted in and is due almost $6 million, $5.9 million in salary. Well, the Mets and Bonilla don't want to stay together. And, but they, they do a deferred contract thing where they basically say, hey, we'll compound the interest on this thing. You can take the money for the next 10 years or so and not pay me. I'll, I'll leave. And in 2011, from 2011 through 2035, you can give me one nine million, which is the birth of thing, a thing called Bobby Bonilla Day. On July 1st, every year, Bobby Bonilla gets $1.19 million from the New York Mets, whom he hasn't played for in like 10, 15 years. Yeah. Now, that $5.9 million that he was due in 2000, the New York Mets invested in a Bernie Madoff scheme. Yes. The, the <laughs> owner of the Mets at the time, and I don't know if he's still owner of the Mets. Fred Wilpon is the guy's name. He yeah. was one of the bigger fish that got reeled in yeah. by Bernie Madoff. He said and he that's could make more he money off that yeah. than he could paying Bobby Bonilla. That's why he didn't have the money to pay Bobby Bonilla at the time or just wanted to spend it elsewhere, and that's what he did with it. So if you're looking for a silver lining in the Bernie Madoff scheme, you have to dig really, really deep, but... In effect, Bernie Madoff is responsible for Bobby Bonilla Day, one of the greatest mistakes in sports contracts in the history of sports business. Yeah, every July 1st, Bobby Bonilla gets $1,190,000 until 2035, and he hasn't played for over 10 years. Yeah, and by the way, this is the 10th year anniversary of Bobby Bonilla Day. It started in 2001. This is, two thousand. you know, I mean, it started in 2011, 2021. So happy anniversary, Bobby Bo. I wonder what you're going to do with the money. Yeah, what a very strange tie-in. Yeah. Tie-in together. Grub Stack. What is that? Fun, it's a fun restaurant name to say, Grub Stack. Yeah, I, li- I, I kind of like it. It's, <laughs> it's, again, is it self-explanatory? Do they just stack stuff on top of itself and you eat it? Big stack o grub is I'm, what you order. I'm a, I'm a fan. Um, you have my attention. The reason we mention this, it's a Chandler restaurant. One of the employees got an $800 tip on a $36 bill. That's pretty good. I, I, I did, I, I, I did I, the do, math. Do you think they got the uh, the little notification from their credit card company that says, did you leave a 2,000% yeah, exactly. tip or whatever it is? Well, the waiter or the waitress, whoever it was, checked with them and said, did you mean to do this? And they were like, yes, we did mean. They're regulars, I guess. They come in every now and again. But Well, that's, I imagine there'll be a battle royale to see who gets to, to wait on them the next time they show that's up. That's right. But yeah. I don't think they'll do it next time. they got to spread oh, those out. they got to time it. you gotta no get, you, get, you got to work the timing there. That sucks. But that's a cool deal. And I guess uh, at this restaurant, it says they, they split all the tips. Oh, you know, regardless. Right, so everybody gets it. So, yeah, the line cooks. That's uh, socialism, Mark. That's, a so- <laughs> that that's is socialism, socialism is what that is. It's exactly what it is. So, But, uh, but cool deal, though. I, I did the math. 
the usual tip, you know, you're, you do your 15, 20 percent is, is standard at what you'd see in restaurants. This is a 2,222 percent tip. That's pretty good. That's sizable. I don't think you're going to get that again anytime soon from anybody. That happened at Grubstack. Grubstack. It says my favorite so I was band. Hearing your story about the uh, the large tip. Yeah. And my wife is a member of a group that call themselves the Hundred Dollar Club. All right. Once a month, they pick a restaurant that's locally owned, and these ladies all pay a hundred dollars into the tip. And then they go out and they have their dinner together and they have a great time. And then at the end, they give them, they give the waitress um, the tip that for all the ladies. And like last night, they went and it was eight hundred dollars. Then they, uh, one of the guys tipped in an extra two hundred, making an extra thousand. And they do this once a month around the valley. Okay, serious question for you. That very, very cool story, by the way. Sure. But here's a serious question. Yeah. Have they ever gone to a place and had the service be so bad they decided not to do it? <laughs> no, usually they've uh, they've arranged things with the uh, management to uh, find out who's really honestly in need of that money to make oh. sure that it's the right server who's you know struggling with certain things in their lives and uh, really make the most impact for. It's their a nice. Effort. It's a nice feeling of philanthropy there. It's very nice. cool. Yeah, and it and it takes the burden and it breaks it down to you know an extra hundred dollars a month to really make a difference in somebody else's life. When it's a hundred dollars, you know we'll spend that on drinks on the weekends. Yeah, no, I mean that's the thing. I mean you can blow a hundred dollars at a sushi bar quick. Yeah, you can. Have they ever made anybody cry? Oh yeah, every time. What about you? Because you're giving away all this money. <laughs> yeah, you cried. No, I just uh, I just go out and make more. <laughs> <laughs> right, thanks, bud. You know who wouldn't participate in that uh, in that endeavor? Who? Mr. Pink from from uh, Reservoir Dogs. Steve Buscemi. He doesn't believe in tipping. Oh well, I don't shut uh, up and break out a buck. I see. The only scene I remember is the ear scene in that movie. Yeah, but yeah. I, I do I, remember I that. Yeah. I don't. No, no way, Joe. I don't. I don't believe no. in tipping. You got a tip yeah, absolutely. when you go out. Of course, it doesn't have to be 2,222%. It could be tip plus 10, like what we do. Mark and Andrew Paul, we, we always, if you can do this, do whatever the tip is. You know what you normally do, 15, 20%, 25, if it's a really good service, whatever it is you want to do, then add 10 bucks to it. Just, yeah. you know, just as, an, as a nice way. A lot of these guys are trying to recover from what they've right. been dealing with in exactly. regard to with COVID. So tip plus 10 yeah. is sort of the way we've been asking people to do that. If you can afford it, if not, you know, do what you can. Cool deal. So, yeah, go out and do it. Yeah, sometimes story comes along that we just have to mention. Like like yesterday, we were talking about that idiot father who was trying to impress his daughter by climbing into an elephant enclosure. Yes. All right? Idiot. Idiotic. Yep. Natural selection didn't do its job there. Yeah. Doesn't have much to do with being a good dad. Nope. Just a tip. Yep. All right. So, here's another one. Uh, in England, okay, the world's largest bunny has been stolen. Did you see its, the picture of this thing? It's yeah, it's, you it's, can saddle it's, it. it. Yeah, it's the world's longest bunny. They said it was like two and a half feet. I, I can't remember what it was, but it was very it's very long. It was size, gigantic. It's the size of a Rottweiler. Yeah, it was huge. It is the world's longest bunny, and it was stolen from its owner, who is a former playmate, a Playboy playmate. She lives huh. in England well, now. That, that all kind of makes sense now, doesn't it? Here's the. Uh, the thing that I thought was the strangest, aside from this incredibly large bunny, well, I mean, and the fact that somebody would steal it. The question is: Is the bunny natural, or has it been enhanced? Yeah, right, exactly. Um, but she said uh, her occupation now is a rabbit breeder. 
<laughs> so that I'm like, that's the world's most unnecessary job, a rabbit breeder? Well, you need, uh, Mark, you need years and years of training to take male rabbit and female really? rabbit, put it in the cage and wait. <laughs> wait. And you don't even have to wait. <laughs> yeah, they're at it. It just happens. Yes. Is there, I mean, the universal symbol for fertility is the rabbit. Yes, exactly. So rabbit breeding, well, you know, look, she's a playboy playmate. She, you know, obviously is familiar with the bunny. Um, she's obviously not very bright. I was just thinking, when you describe, like, you know, back in your younger days, you meet some woman and you spend the entire night doing it, you describe it as doing it like bunnies. Right, exactly. Like so, rabbits. Rabbit breeder, world's most unnecessary job. That's like being an advocate for sun here in Arizona. I'm a it's sunshine funny. advocate to make sure we get enough of it. You know, it's funny you say that, Mark, because I spend a lot of time when I'm not here volunteering, and yeah. I, I'm now... Uh, lending my, my free time to a lobbying group that wants to ensure that blowing dust is distributed evenly throughout the valley. <laughs> I think it's a very worthwhile yes. cause, and you're I don't a, know that it gets as much... You're a member of the dust lobby. I am the, the dust lobby. I'm part of Big Dust, is again, what I am. world's most unnecessary <laughs> job. Like being a... Uh, a cloud advocate in Seattle. You don't, you don't have to do anything. The world's most unnecessary job. Yes, rabbit breeder. Rabbit breeder. Listen up, because now is a tale of stupidity. So worthwhile. So noteworthy. So deserving of the title of Mark and Andrew Paul Dumbass of the Day that we're going to tell it to you. Indeed, and it always happens in Florida, doesn't it? This it's time, a gift that keeps on giving, isn't it? Yep. Davenport, Florida, this time for 44-year-old Julio Lugo and his woman, Rose Vanant. All right. They had a nice little scam going. Uh, and Julio, by the way, no, no stranger to scams. Back in 2015, Julio had used a defunct tax preparation company to perpetrate a fraud scheme. So it was time to go back to the well. Julio so, so and that's Rose, not good. Yeah, Julio and Rose used the same defunct tax prep company last year to apply for a Paycheck Protection Program loan from the feds during the height of the coronavirus lockdowns. In fact, in all, Julio and Rose filled out 70 fraudulent applications for loans from the Small Business Administration, all using shell companies that they or relatives owned. They wound up getting $5.8 million in nice loans. Haul. Yeah. Nice haul, yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, it's one of those things that make people wonder about the government when that can happen. But it did. And, of course, none of it went for legitimate business. Instead, Julio and Rose paid off their luxury vehicle. They spent $62,000 at casinos. They bought Louis Vuitton merchandise. Nice. They withdrew over $320,000 in cash. Just to have some fold-in money. Hmm. At one point, they spread all the cash across a hotel room bed, and they took pictures of it because it was so impressive looking. Sure, why not? Yeah. Julio and Rose thought it was so impressive looking. You know what they did. They put it on social media. They put it on Facebook. Of course, of course. yeah. Why yeah. wouldn't they? Yep. Yep. You know, I'm starting to see a flaw in their plan. Yeah, you know, somebody saw it who thought it looked suspicious. That somebody told somebody else, and eventually the word got to people who could investigate such matters. It all culminated in Julio and Rose being arrested one week ago today. Julio faces 45 years in prison. Rose faces 35 years in prison. Not everything you do in life should be shared on social media. Yeah. 
you know, uh, I hate to give this advice, but a good piece of advice for them is keep it to your food. Only post yep. food pictures, well, which is cre- extremely annoying, but it's not as dumb as this. The suck part is prison food is gross, <laughs> and it looks like that's all they're going to be posting for the next 35 to 45 years. Yep, Julio and Rose, they have been convicted of being the Mark and Neanderthal dumbasses of the day. I think that's a beautiful story you just told. And the Dumbass of the Day is always sponsored by Roadrunner Harley-Davidson at 159th Avenue and McDowell in Goodyear. They're open. They're the Harleys or the D- Valley's newest Harley dealership. I got to say that my favorite part of yesterday's program here on the Mark and Neanderthal radio program was talking about the guy in Milwaukee at the zoo, the 27-year-old dad who was trying to impress his daughter by climbing into the elephant enclosure at the zoo. I will say my favorite part of that discussion which is your favorite part of yesterday's program, was when somebody called and actually said, I don't think Paul would be a bad father at all. I thought that, that was nice. Have, right. Because, you know, despite despite all of the dysfunction that I grew up with, I, I think I got this one right. I don't believe that going into an elephant enclosure <laughs> is the most impressive thing you can do to be a good dad for your daughter. No. I, I don't know if that's a bold statement or not, but I was very proud of that. I was yeah. very proud of myself there. Yeah. Again, the most impressive thing you can do is... Be there, be there yeah. and be a good dad. And don't get gored by an elephant. It's exactly. probably on that list somewhere, although not near the top. Avoid that at all costs. I would think so, yes. So we got a, a nice email here. This this guy is a regular listener, a big, a big listener. And I'm going to read this email, which is really nice, but we'll also have to have a little bit of fun with it. Of course, and, sure. And I think, yeah, and why I think not? he would appreciate it, too. Sure. Uh, his name is Anthony. Okay. And Anthony wrote, I must say, I raised my twins a boy and a girl, now 24, all on my own, against all odds. Hang on, what did you just say? I said, on his own, against all odds. Just making sure. (laughs) He goes on to write, The last thing I would have ever done is something stupid that might have separated me from my kids. I don't want to get sappy, but... I never missed a second, and I treated them as if they needed to be productive adults for themselves and for society. You hit the nail on the head yesterday when you said, or was it your sister who said, and it was my sister, that we're not really raising children. The goal here is to raise adults. I don't mean to get too heavy, but I can tell that you and your wife took parenthood seriously. We did. I, I never I never thought there was any other way to do it. I also took parenthood seriously, which is why I have avoided parenthood. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, Anthony goes on to write, you said things uh, yesterday morning that were an affirmation, as I can tell your kids are stable and centered based on a loving upbringing. They're- Stable and centered is probably pretty accurate. Of course, you know, as I said yesterday, we were we were there the whole time, my wife and I, but you screw up anyway. Yeah, I'm very proud of you. Yep. <laughs> he says, my twins are 24. She is at the base of the medical field. I'm not sure what that means exactly, but she's in the medical field, and he is an apprentice electrician. Sorry for the long message. Thanks for what you and you guys do every morning. That's a nice, that's a nice very email. nice message. Now, nice email. Since it's Anthony and he's a listener and he gets our sense of humor, I'm like, so Anthony, you raised your kids on your own, huh? Oh, good for you. <laughs> yeah, very proud of you, Anthony. <laughs> no, that is awesome, Anthony. Um, and a nice email. And thank you, you by the way. Yeah, you don't hear about the single dad who raises his kids very often outside of uh, of Bill Bixby and the courtship of Eddie's father. No. 
trying to think of another sitcom. There really is. <laughs> there, 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 really, uh, I, there really isn't one. I mean, uh, yeah, there aren't a lot of uh, of widowed fathers, are there? Uh, it, well, let's see. Course, um, I know there's another big one, and we're missing it. We're there totally is, missing it. Um, there w- I mean, I'm going to date myself here, but there was a Bachelor Father show. There was a show called Bachelor Father with John Forsyth, who went on to become Charlie right. on Charlie's Angels. Yeah, so. I, we're missing a really big one right now. and uh, Somebody will tell us We've been too is. busy tied up making fun of Anthony. That's oh, right. Oh, good for you. It's so. an awesome email, though, yeah. and, and, and congratulations to you for a job well done, and I'm glad your kids are doing well. I'm, so. uh, yeah, you want to impress us? Anthony, seriously, two words, elephant enclosure. One hundred point seven KSLX. Boy, we missed a lot of them. Yeah, we, we missed did. a lot of single father shows. Bonanza, three women. How do we miss one. Bonanza? How do we miss Bonanza? We live Bonanza. So so Anthony had written us this email about being a single dad. Actually, it's about yesterday's father discussion. Right. And uh, and by the way, I'm I'm still finding out things that my kids got away with in high school. Sure. I'm still finding that. Sometimes my wife and I are like, stop telling us these things. Oh. We didn't know them then. We don't need to know them now because they're scaring us. Very quickly, my father, after I got thrown out of Framingham State College for the second time, uh, I had played on their football team. Um, the year after I got thrown out of college, my father took a job in his retirement as a bus driver driving the Framingham State football team. So after all the lies that I told him as to why I flunked out of college, mm-hmm. he actually got to drive the football team around and heard all of the stories firsthand. And he found out after the fact. And it was, and, and it was like... I, I had to pay twice. Yeah, in that situation. Yeah, yeah. It's you, uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, it took took us years to get it, and now they're telling us just as we're sitting around having dinner. I'm like, all right, hang on to that one. Yeah, hang on to the next one you got. I don't need to hear it. But uh, okay, so TV Sing- shows we single father TV shows we missed. We missed a lot. Yeah. Hey guys, I heard you guys talking about the single dad shows. How about Andy Griffith? Andy Griffith. How did How we, we miss, miss Andy, Andy Griffith? Griffith. Uh, my three sons. I know all these courtship shows. of Eddie Father. Yeah, um, uh, Family Affair. Family Affair. Now, of course, in some of these, there was the female influence, like Andy Griffith. You had Aunt B was there, right? Yeah, but she but wasn't. She was not the mom. Yeah, and, she was. and you also had Helen Crump, who was you know trying to become Opie's stepmom, basically. Yeah, and, and that's Andy's babe. In that situation, Andy was trying to get Helen to take some of Aunt B's pie, which <laughs> sounds dirty the way I said that. So I'd like to apologize. And and how did we miss this one? Oh my God. Eight. Eight is enough. Yeah. Yeah. Single dad. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, though. What? First season, there was a wife. The actress herself passed away. And they, so and they wrote, he became they wrote a the single death. dad. Yeah, they wrote the death into it. Yeah. And then at a certain point, Betty Buckley came in. They As got Abby, married, yeah. and they, she was the stepmom. Yeah, they did a couple of seasons, I think, of her just being yeah. his girlfriend and the yeah. family trying to adapt to the fact that, you're not my real mom, that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah, for a while, raising all those eight kids, it was just Dick Van Patten and his comb-over. That was yes. it. That was yes. all the help he had. Well, comb-over did all the heavy lifting, though, if you notice, <laughs> if you watch that thing. I wonder how he was able to raise eight kids on a newspaper writer's salary yes, at the Sacramento Bee. And by the way, a lot of, not a lot of people know this. Um, <laughs> Dick Van Patten, when he passed away, uh, he he willed his haircut to Sam Kinison. 
Noted, who, yeah. Who took it and then grew it longer. Yeah. And, and it worked for him, too, yeah. Again. <laughs> Did it work for him? I think in that situation, that comb over is now getting the SAG after pension for both actors in that situation. Not a lot of people know that. We're not, no. But they do now. Good morning, everybody. This is Nacho. It's time for Time Out for Spanish. As a public service and in order to recognize the cultural diversity for which Arizona is known, Mark and Neanderthal are taking Time Out for Spanish. We've got Fred from Chandler with us, and he's going to play Time Out for Spanish for a $25 Port of Subs gift card. Fred will give you a Spanish phrase, then you translate it, but we give you multiple choice. Are you prepared? All right. Yes, sir. Fred, thanks to Mark and Andrew Paul listener Karen, we've got another installment of Time Out for Spanish Insults. So this will be a Spanish insult. Are you ready to hear it? Ready. Si fueras más lento, necesitarías regar una vez a la semana. Did you hear it? Yep. I'm going to give it to you again. Si fueras más lento, necesitarías regar una vez a la semana. So it does translate into one of the following. Is it A, you're so fat you don't need the internet, you're already worldwide? No. Is it B, you're not the dumbest person on the planet, but you sure better hope he doesn't die? <laughs> or C, if you were any slower, you'd need watering once a week. Which one is it? That one, C. Yeah, it is C. C is correct. Yes, yep. Robert Plant approves. Yes, your self-awareness is astounding. Robert Plant. Hang on with us. You are a winner. <laughs> Right, thanks, Time out for Spanish. Weekday mornings with Mark and Neanderthal. All right, let's do the big three at nine. Sound clips that Guido's compiled for us. And one of the biggest stories going on right now, as you know, in Minneapolis, you got the Derek Chauvin trial. Yeah. And uh, the defense has rested. They've rested. And now I don't know when the jury is supposed to get the case, but the judge has indicated that he didn't want to give the jury the case until Monday. So three-day weekend? For the jury. Yeah. Looks like it. And Derek Chauvin will not testify. Mr. Chauvin, uh, you and I have had several discussions throughout the course of my representation of you relevant to your right to testify or to choose to remain silent, correct? That's correct. And um, have you made a decision uh, today whether you intend to testify or whether you intend to invoke your Fifth Amendment privilege? Uh, I will invoke my Fifth Amendment privilege today. Yeah. You know, I think if, I, if I'm on a jury, I can't... I know they say don't... Take that as yeah. a sign of guilt, but yeah. I think human nature says, oh, he must be guilty if he's taking the fifth. Well, I mean, for those that don't know what the Fifth Amendment is, it's against self-incrimination. So in other words, if he gets on the stand and they ask him a question and he stumbles up or says something that could potentially make him look bad, he doesn't have to prove that he's innocent. He's innocent until proven guilty, and so he's under no obligation to testify. Um, you know, what? where this leads to is hopefully... A resolution to this thing that doesn't involve the city of Minneapolis burning. And other cities And other also. cities as well. So let's all just take a deep breath and hope that this thing ends as good as it possibly can because it's a tragedy all around. Okay. News from Japan. 
Japanese officials say in two years they will start releasing radioactive water from the crippled Fukushima nuclear plant into the sea. The water's been accumulating at the site since its meltdown in 2011 after a massive earthquake and tsunami. Both China and South Korea say they've got grave concerns over this move, but Japan insists the water is safe. Sure, it's been fermenting for 11 years. Nuclear radiation, radioactive water fermenting for what could go wrong? Seriously, what are they doing with that? What the Fukushima is going on over there? They're like, hey, don't worry, the water's fine. We boiled it. Yeah, we're good. Don't you know we ordered all those Britas? Everything is going to be fine. Don't worry about it. We're good. Drink the water. It's good. It's very good. Are they Italian all of a sudden? Yes, they are. You know, you know why? Because if you'd done a Japanese accent, that would have been racist. <laughs> That's right. You don't want to do that. Like, yeah. all the Italians right. like, what do we do? So, an announcement from uh, an announcement from President Biden. I believed that our presence in Afghanistan should be focused on the reason we went in the first place. To ensure Afghanistan would not be used as a base from which to attack our homeland again. We did that keeping thousands of troops grounded and concentrated in just one country at a cost of billions each year makes little sense to me and to our leaders. It's time for American troops to come home. That means the war is over. Essentially, yeah, that means... from that, where we stand. Yeah, from where... Yeah. That, so we're done. You know, we're, I, we're done in Afghanistan, allegedly. I, you know, you never know. They're going to leave some, some, some peacekeeping troops or some sort of a security force there. But for all intents and purposes, the last three presidents have said, hey, it's time for us to pull out. This guy's doing it. Yeah. And uh, I'll bet a lot of people didn't even know we were really still over there. 20 or, years. Yeah. Or at least that it was technically still an active war. But, you know, while we mention that... We should mention that, uh, speaking of veterans and so forth, just a little tease that in the month of June, we are going to get back to doing something we've done for a few years, but we had to put it off last year. Right. Operation Pets and Vets is what we're calling it for for 2021. Yeah. Operation Pets and Vets, where we get service dogs for combat veterans through Soldier's Best Friend, which is a great organization. So just to... Just plant that in the back of your mind. Yeah. We're going to be uh, we're going to be doing some fundraising for that during the month of June. And uh, look, it, it, this goes without saying, but if uh, you or any member of your family did serve in the Afghanistan conflict, any of the operations that were over there, or your kids are over there now, or anything like that, they have our unending gratitude. Um, it's good that this is over. It's good that we're. It's just good. Anytime we can we can stop fighting is a good thing, in my opinion. So thank you for everything you've done. If you wear the uniform, if you've worn the uniform, or if your family wears the uniform. We can never repay that debt. Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work. They're illegal. With the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Season's greetings. Hey Dude Shoes here. Hey Dude Shoes are some of the comfiest, coziest shoes out there. Step into a pair, and it's like your toes have gone home for the holidays. Welcome home, toes. Hey, dude, good to go to. 